One. All right. Hey, guys, and welcome to episode number 58 of Dylan and Al Talk NFL. Uh, we hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Here we are sitting here on June 2nd. We are recording a day later, so this will be coming out uh, later in the evening. Um, we're now into June. Mini camps, mandatory mini camps, I believe, start next Tuesday. Uh, we're behind uh, the rookie OTAs or the OTAs and the rookie mini camps. And I think we're sitting here about six weeks away from the first training camps opening. So, you know, we're getting closer and closer. Uh, before I throw it to Alex real quick to uh, break down what we're talking about today, I do have a quick programming note. Uh, starting on June 15th, which will be episode number 60, we will be beginning again our second annual divisional previews. So that'll be exciting, taking us all the way to the start of the season in September with uh, playoff breakdowns and whatnot. But uh, what do we got going on for episode number 58 today? 58, we're kind of talking – worldwide news but not worldwide news kind of news around the league mm-hmm. in the sense yeah. of we've got a couple topics i wanted to mention tebow he's looking jacked julio jones i think we mentioned him last week and it's past june 1st so atlanta the, the clock's ticking on him that uh that Where dead that go? dead cap space is uh is starting they're not going to take yeah. as big of a hit if they trade him yeah starting now so same thing with rogers i know mm-hmm. you want to talk rogers mm-hmm. we got to talk julio um, I want to mention Delaney Walker. He had a uh, he sat out last year. He wasn't even signed. Mm-hmm. To a he opt- or no, he didn't opt out. He just sat out. Yeah. Right? So I think uh, he he said though he's playing in 2021. Okay. And he had a workout with the 49ers, whom I believe he played for in 06 to 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but just my notes were basically just imagine Delaney Walker and George, George Kittle. Kittle. I know Walker's a lot older, past but prime, Delaney but- Walker in his prime. Is I would put him right now in probably the Johnu Smith, Darren Waller yeah. type of category, comparing him to a to today to a today's yeah. tight end. He was a beast. He was really, and he was really one of those guys mm-hmm. who I was like, that's a top two tight end. The only guy I ever would put above him, above him really was Rob Gronk. Yeah, for a long yeah. time. But uh, yeah, kind of just talking news of the NFL, things like that, interesting developments. Um, we are going to mention Todd Gurley at a workout with the Lions. We'll talk about do we want him? Mm-hmm. What's the, do we think we'll get them? And then we're continuing our series of young players in the NFL who we think have Hall of Fame potential or just young guys we want to highlight their young careers. And we'll give them a percentage of making the Hall of Fame, what we think they'd have to do, compare them. The The series is still developing, but so far I like it. This week we do have a theme, and that is young wide receivers. A receiver. Mm-hmm. It's a receiver-heavy receiver uh, NFL now. I mean, yeah. offensive league. You're going to be talking quarterbacks, and you're going to be talking wide receivers. Yeah, and we both have some very good young talents. Yeah, uh, we we accidentally did it two weeks in a row. Yeah. we picked guys from the same draft class. We uh, what do we we highlighted the 2018 class last year or last week, and we're going to be doing it again. Actually, we're going to be going to 2019. Yeah, so we both have some uh, very young rising star wide receiver wise that uh, you know, we talk we talk every week about those top guys. You know, we yeah. talk Devonte. We talk Julio, we talk Hopkins, we talk Diggs. Maybe these two guys we'll be talking about later in the show. We'll be put in that class here in another three, four, five years down the road. But uh, let's get into the NFL news and notes here real quick. Um, Al, do you want to lead off with uh, Tim Tebow? He's looking shredded. Man, he is. (laughs) His biceps were were – they could crush. Fruit. Definitely got into the weight room uh, since the last time we saw him playing a little double uh, A baseball yeah. for the Mets organization back 20, 2019, 2018. I see all these articles saying he has a 50 50 odds to make it. He's 100% in my mind. Urban because Meyer. Urban, Urban Meyer's not going to cut him. Yeah. Could you imagine 
Tim Tebow, like, like, let's say the Jaguars get hard knocks this year. I don't even know if they're eligible to get it. I know there's usually five or six teams every year that have to take it if it's yeah. given to them. I, I hope Could you imagine that, you know, Tim Tebow walking into Urban Meyer's office? If I'm the hard and, knocks producer, I'm going Oh, I'd be getting that. That's TV gold. I mean, Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow getting released by pretty much his – by his almost like his second father in Urban yeah. Meyer. That's what I'd compare him to. I mean, yeah. but yeah, I'd definitely like to see that. You know, ETN, James Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, that young defense, mm-hmm. Urban Marvin Meyer, Jones. Marvin Jones. I'm just seeing a lot of You're going to have Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator. The Jags hold a special place in my heart now. Because well, yeah, because they have Marvin Jones. They, they have Agnew, Agnew now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daryl Bevel. Yeah. Don't they of, take one of our guys on defense too? Yeah. They have one of our linebackers, don't they? Yeah. Is Devon Kennard maybe? Maybe, but I know I know a, a lot of guys follow to the Jags. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys in the organization that wanted Daryl Bevel to be our next head coach. Yeah, Stafford even. Yeah, he would've Stafford would have stayed, yeah. He should have. Uh, we should have kept Bevel. But, yeah. I like, I like the mentality of Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. but I like the fun, easygoing side of Daryl Bevel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Either way, I think Daryl Bevel maybe deserved a shot. He did. Before but we went an outsource. This uh, this offense that he's gonna build up in Jacksonville. I know I'm it's dead. I know it's funny to say right now watching them. I mean, they won the first game last year. Gardner Minshew. I think he almost went perfect in that game, if I remember yeah, correctly, against the, against the Indianapolis Colts. He only had two or three incompletions at the most. Yeah. And then you go out and you lose the rest of your games. And Some I of those like, games were heartbreaking. Minshew. They benched Minshew. That's got to destroy the They conference. went to uh, – who did they go to? It wasn't Nick Foles because Nick Foles was – They went to Bums. Yeah. They didn't even have Bortles anymore. Mm-mm, he just signed no. with – who did he sign with? Bortles signed with the Packers. It's Bortles and Love going to be battling it out if, uh, if Mr. A.A. Ron doesn't decide to – It sounds like he's more important – a more important thing to Aaron Rodgers right now is hanging out with Miles Teller in Hawaii. Yeah. Jumping, jumping, cliff jumping and, you know – Doing all the fun stuff that you do in Hawaii. Yeah. Mini camps start on Tuesday. I know that is probably the one of the last things in the world that Aaron Rodgers is thinking about right now. Yeah. Because you, you, the saga's gone back, heck, even since I think McCarthy was they there. They, they him and McCarthy didn't like each other. They showed McCarthy the door. They brought in LaFleur. LaFleur has he's had two great seasons. I like he's him. gotten them to the NFC championship game in yeah. first two seasons in the league. Yeah. They obviously they got blown out against San Francisco in 2019, mm-hmm. and then the, the absolute blunder that they had against Tampa this year where you're down seven and you take the field goal and you give the ball back. You're down four with two and a half minutes to go, two minutes to go, whatever it was, yeah. and you give the ball back to Tom Brady and all he needs is a first down to win the game. That's a rookie head coach making a mistake. This guy's been a coach, not not a head coach. He's been in the league you know, flying around as offensive yeah. coordinators and offensive assistants for 10 or 15 years. You gotta know that you can't give the ball back to Brady in that situation. I don't care if he's up or down. Yeah. Tom Brady does not touch the ball in the last three minutes of the game no, if you want to win. And then the whole saga now with the GM. He wants the GM out or he's not coming back. See, but that's almost and there's so many power. there's so yeah. many rumors flying around. I remember draft night when when you know he said, I want to go to Denver or not, I want to go to Denver. I want to get traded. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought about was Denver. I did too. And you thought, and I I knew it. They were the. I think I thought about it. It first struck my mind when I believe Denver had what the number ten, number nine pick. They got to about six or seven in the draft, and I said, "Hey, if this Rogers deal is going to happen, it's going to have to happen now." Bro, could you imagine if they made that deal and then the Broncos have Peyton Manning at the end of his career, and then they also get Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career? And I told you when we talked about it the first time, um, way the the episode two episodes after the draft, I said Drew Locke and Green Bay would have been a really good fit. 
Because you what you would have bet that Drew Locke was going the other way. Devontae Adams. Drew Locke, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers with that young core of receivers and that, mm-hmm. you know, va- scary defense. Yeah, they're a little older now, but they're, they're animals. Bro. I don't know if Rodgers is going to show up to minicamp. I don't think he is. No, and the the thing that I saw today was they re-signed Robert Tanya, who mm-hmm. was his number one. And Robert Tanya, he had a, he a, a breakout year last yeah. year. A big surprise. Underrated tight big waiver wire pickup for fantasy football owners midway through the season that were in a little bit of a slump, which. They re-signed him and everyone's saying, oh, this is proof mm-hmm. that Rodgers is staying. Well, they have Funchess. No. Yeah. They have Funches. He was never bad and he Mm-mm. was never great. No. Funches he, he yeah, he had he had he had some moments on that Super Bowl appearance uh with the Panthers in, yeah. in 2014. And he, he went to Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bill that probably makes you mad. I don't care, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I I thrive in watching Michigan players fail in the league. Donovan Peoples Jones. Peoples Jones, he, he had a he had a good sixth rounder, yeah. Yeah, he was good. There's some guys that came out this year that can that can make an impact quitty pay. Yeah, I think for sure. Pay. Nico Collins going. Nico Collins going to the Texans. I think Pay went to uh, the Colts. I believe. Yeah, right? Pay. Yeah, he was our first or second round. He was our first round pick. Yeah. yeah he was a beast. And, and then um, I'll let you go. We'll, we'll just go one by one. I mean, I was also going to talk Julio rumors. I mean, it's June first. Yeah. I mentioned it at the beginning of the pod. It's June first. Well, the, we know he's uh, not going to the cap hit. The cap going. hit is a little um, yeah. less harsh for Atlanta. I think I saw a graphic last night on Sports Center. I think it's about. I think it's an eight million dollar dead money hit. If they end up trading him this year, and it goes all the way up to like 18 next year at this time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him now. If yeah. you want to blow this thing up, blow it up now. It because you have you used the number four pick to go get Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. You could have used it to go get Matt Ryan's replacement. Yeah. You could have made it to Lance. You could have gone, gone to Fields or whatnot. Yeah. But they that showed that I think the end of the career in Atlanta for Julio Jones was them going out and going to get. Yes, he's a tight end, but going to get Kyle Pitts because yeah, you have you have Calvin that? Ridley. Yeah. You're really not going to have. A running back now with the next guy we're going to be talking about yeah. potentially not coming back. Yeah, he's not going there. But you know, trade candidates. I've heard Seattle. They've, there's been a lot of rumblings that Seattle is mm-hmm. almost like the front runner. And Atlanta came out and said we don't want to trade to an NFC team. But if I'm Seattle and I offer a first rounder and a solid defensive player, Atlanta's got to go for it. Yeah. Or if they offer a first and a second. And maybe another player. You got to jump all over that. Other teams, the Chargers, the Ra- Chargers I've, I've heard a dark horse, the Baltimore Ravens. That's what I was hearing yesterday. And honestly, you throw him in there with Watkins, you know, with with Hollywood, yeah. with Rashad Bateman is your favorite player out of this draft class. And, I'm excited to see and Lamar Jackson, uh, Dobbins, Gus Bus. That defense is starting to come Question, up a little bit. Would it be too much? Then you never have too much. Well, wide receiver wise, you never have too much. Look at the NBA. Look at what hard. Look at what the big three did against yeah. against the Celtics in the first round. Yeah. They scored. They averaged eighty four points a game in five games. Just three players. Wow. And they dusted Boston. I agree, but the NFL. I know. I know. We're talking two different sports it's here. It's such a team oriented. Mm-hmm. If so is basketball. I mean, there's only one ball. Yeah. There's only one ball. I agree. You can't make everybody happy if there's only one ball. But I think that's that that could be the reason Julio's wanted out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. If you're saying they're getting Oh, he was targets. getting his targets. Yeah, but it's just the Julio's Julio wants to win. He's thirty, he's entering his age thirty four season. Exactly. He wants exactly to win. Why I don't know if a team I know a team would want Julio. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know if a team would be willing to give as much as Atlanta would want for him. It's a lot, it's a lot to give want, up. Yeah. And and, and and for an aged for an Julio. Aged. Okay, age 28, age 29, Julio, yeah. 
Could you imagine the market for that? Julio definitely deserves the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's yeah. complete. He should have gotten one. The catch he made on the sideline, basically sideways. No, I mean twenty eight three. It's gonna haunt Atlanta fans for. It's gonna haunt, it's gonna haunt Atlanta sports for eternity. Yeah. Three twenty eight, March twenty eighth is probably their twenty eight three. Uh, Georgia blew a lead like that in the national yeah. championship game. The Braves blew a three one lead last and the year, Falcons and the Falcons blew the one against the Cowboys, and year. then against the Bears. the Bears, they had a twenty nothing lead against the Bears, and I think they had a thirty five ten against Dallas last yeah. year. And we watched that Dallas game. The onside kick. Yeah, that was, that was insane. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> it's one of the craziest it's things right I think I've ever seen. We turned off the Lions Packers game. We go to that, and it's like, oh my gosh, okay. at least something funny happened. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think the Ravens could get Julio. Would they be willing to give? All that draft capital. They're younger. Studio. They're a younger team. That's they're on the way up. They're not in that rebuild mode, yeah, and they're so not in they're that. Really they're not in. Build. They're not in the win now mode. They're in between of that. And I wouldn't want to give up draft capital. You look oh, at the draft that they just had. The gems. The gems that they picked up. Their first two picks were Jason Owe and uh, and Bateman. Bateman. Two big time guys, linebacker and receiver. Bro, and they're both like my sleepers. And they're both they're both potential ten year vets that can that can have solid careers, yeah. if not more. They're, they're guys I want. I just guys. wouldn't give up that much capital for age no. 33 or age 34. Julio like that's Jones. when I'm thinking a team who is in win now mode could pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're in win now mode. Yeah, that window's tell. closing. That hey, window's closing. Russell Wilson, this is probably. This will keep year. Russ around well, for a couple more last. years. But if they don't pull the trigger on this and him, Metcalf, yeah. and Lockett don't get, you know, at least to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. We'll be talking this time next year instead of about Aaron Rodgers, probably about Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. No, I agree. But um, uh, let's. Seattle will probably take him. But shifting to Atlanta, like you mentioned, Todd Gurley had one. Yeah, Todd Gurley won us a game last year. Yeah. He, falling, yeah. accidentally falling into the end zone. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought about when I said, oh, I want to talk about Todd Gurley. When I heard Todd Gurley going to the Lions, I turned to my dad and I said, that's funny that we're going to pick up a guy that won us a game last year. Yes, yeah, Stafford had Stafford had a decent comeback yeah, to get us down the field though, but so Todd Gurley helped Quara. that. But yeah, um, last Thursday I was just sitting here at home, and I saw that Todd Gurley's name was circling around. I was like, okay, let's see what's gonna happen here. And I opened up Adam Schefter, and I saw the Lions are gonna have a workout with Todd Gurley, and I I got okay, you know. We that needed makes sense. He was on the Rams, and half our team is now going to be the Rams. He liked playing with Jared Goff. Yeah. Jared Goff is drawing a lot of guys to this team, which is making me turn into more of a Jared Goff guy than I was about yeah. five months ago when the when the trade went down week like before Jared the Super Goff. Bowl. I like that he he's experienced but in the playoffs. It was six days ago now. We're sitting here on Wednesday night, and I haven't heard a word about it since the workout, which makes That's me think, think it was just a workout. I think though, if if they haven't gotten it done, it's because they haven't gotten a, a deal right. Maybe there's maybe there's something they got to do with Jared the contract. Oh yeah, but they. I don't. Not think, saying they're gonna go sign him four weeks from wanna, now, but I don't think they want to pay him big money. You just would think, think really you bring in a guy for a workout, and you think you'd hear about a deal maybe two or three days later. Yeah, and it's it, you're right. It's been a couple. Maybe days. they signed him before training camp or whatnot. Probably I'm not worried about it. Him, I'd say for me is like a sixty-five percent, but it's only sixty-five percent because of the Rams ties. Mm-hmm. And we've and it's shown it showed last year that you can't give DeAndre Swift more than twenty five carries. Yeah, no. So if you bring in Todd Gurley, you split it up 15, yeah. 15, 12, 12, yeah, whatever I mean, you got to do. They're not going to be throwing the ball as much this year with without Stafford. I think Goff's going to be doing a lot more hand on the ball off to either DeAndre Swift 
if we sign Todd Gurley. And then don't forget, we have Jamal Williams. Yeah. Jamal Williams I opted like out Jamal last Williams. year. I watched a video of him opening like that uh, anime, like loot crate. Music not really. He's like, <laughs> he's like, whoa, this is my favorite anime. And he's like, he's like breaking all down. He, he seemed like a, like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I always like, honestly, when we get the Packers players. Because we have John, you know, we have John Allison still, right? Yeah. He, he opted out last year too. I, I, uh, I'm not a huge John Allison guy. Mm, he's all right. I, it's a wide receiver. It's a body we need. We need him. Gosh knows we, we need, need wide receivers. Receiver. I mean, we're gonna be sitting here in September talking about Tyrell Williams instead of Ken, instead one. of Kenny Galladay, As or instead one. of Marvin Jones. We're gonna be talking about Quintez Cephas. I like Cephas. I like Cephas. Cephas is a dog. Cephas isn't a number two. He's a yet. dog. He's a three. He's not a number two yet. He's a three. He's a, three. He's a solid three, if not a four. But maybe this will push him to be that number. Maybe, yeah. But uh, um, uh, while we're on that topic of players working out for other teams, Delaney Walker. Yeah, and uh, I just saw it today when I was like kind of circling through news. I think he's just so aged, but he sounds like he wants to play. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I think if he doesn't go 49ers, he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere. He's not gonna be a starter. He's going to be a number two, number two. Especially if he goes to the team you think he's going to go to. I think Fort he's going to go I mean, it would make sense because he already played for them. Mm. But it, it's the question of do the 49ers want an aged tight end? If he only stays for a year or two, it's really not going to matter, is it? Yeah. So I could see it happening. The workout did happen today. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll know more about it yeah, next for week. next week. Yeah. Maybe we could be talking Delaney Walker's on the 49ers or Delaney Walker has another workout. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll keep posted on that. Yeah. Is that anything else we have to talk I about? I want to save the best one for last. Yeah. It's Adam Vinatieri. Yeah. He, he ended up going on um, former punter, Colts punter Pat McAfee's radio show. They're obviously good friends. They play together in Indianapolis. Yeah. And that's where he announced his uh, retirement. 48 years old, the oldest was the oldest player in the league. That title now goes to Mr. Tom Brady, yeah. which he'll probably be holding that for a couple more years. Uh, great, great career, though. 20, 20 years plus. He played for the Colts, played for the Patriots. Just an unbelievable career. You, you just look at his career numbers. I, I just pulled up his, his pro football reference. Mm-hmm. 599 career made field goals. Mm-hmm. He that, that out of 715, this man had an 83.8 career percentage and made field goals he was banging in you know 30 field goals seasons in 2004 1998 his third season in the league Mm -hmm. he he went 31 of 39 he goes 31 of 33 in 2004 one of the three super bowls that he won Mm -hmm. and he won those 96.8 percent in 2014 he went 30 of 31 now, yes, this is one of those guys that did also play in the extra point era where it was at the two-yard line, and then when they pushed it back to the 20, back 2015, 2016. Yeah. So before the extra point rule went into effect, he only missed three, four, five extra points. Six extra points, I'm sorry. Wow. Automatic. Automatic, this can be. A 97% extra point guy. This guy took 1,048 kickoffs in his career. He's a, you don't see that very often nowadays. A place kicker also is a kickoff specialist. You look at it at the Lions last year. Prater kicked our field goals, and Jack Fox was our kickoff specialist. Yeah. Kickers, natural kickers are not usually the kickoff specialist. It's yeah. usually the punter. Yeah. This guy took an 88 touchbacks. He had a touchback, percent of almost, touchback percentage of almost 10%. 
He even punted the ball <laughs> twice in his career. This man even punted the ball twice in his career, and he averaged 30 yards a kick. Wow. I know it's a small sample size. Yeah. But And then the thing that blew my mind is going back and looking at his postseason numbers. Mm-hmm. His postseason numbers are unbelievable. He's the best. At he, he's obviously, if we're sitting here right now, there's no argument he's the greatest kicker of all time. And yeah. he's the first ballot Hall of Famer when he's up in five yeah. years. He's a, he's a first ballot 2026 Hall of Famer. Yeah. As, as his playoff stats loaded here, 70 of 71 on extra points. He did. He only played one season though with the move back extra point in the yeah. playoffs. So if you want to take those four, if you want to take those six out, he went perfect on everything else. Wow! From the two yard line, and I don't know if it's from the two yard line, it's but still, bro, the chances I of stuff getting blocked, or if you I shank one take, or two, I couldn't make an NFL extra could, point. No, Whether I it was from the, I couldn't make it if, if no one was in front of me. Mm-mm, exactly. Imagine, if imagine six running, five, three hundred pound defensive linemen no. putting their big hands up and with knocking no it down pressure. with no pressure. Exactly, I couldn't with these safeties jumping all over yeah. and trying to block it. I couldn't make, I couldn't make it if I was from the twenty. I couldn't make it if I was probably standing at in the middle of the end zone. Yeah, I probably no. couldn't make it. I couldn't. Fifty six to sixty nine field goals. That's eighty one percent. He scored two hundred thirty eight points in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you just look. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. This guy was making. He made five field goals in a game against Baltimore in 2006 in the divisional round. He went three for three in that tuck rule game, the snow game against Oakland in 2001. It's incredible. I mean, in the snow, in the snow. And he actually, he also had a punt in the, uh, in the playoffs. He punted in the Oh five. It looks like the divisional round against Jacksonville. Wow. What a career. Three time pro bowler, three time all pro four time Super Bowl winner. And Hall of Fame All-2000s team. For the guy they called Automatic Adam or Iceman. What a career. You you couldn't stop him. Mm-mm, no. You do not have kickers like that nowadays. No. You don't have kickers like that all the time. He's the I mean, one. the guy, when, I, when I think of kickers, there's four guys I think of. Two of them are low bias. I think of Vin and Terry. I think of Janikowski, Sebastian Janikowski, the old lefty Raider kicker. Yeah. I think of Hanson. I think of Prater. If I want to throw in their fifth, I'll think maybe Tucker. I like Tucker. I also think Gustowski sometimes. He's so dropped off since he left New England. He's dropped off since he left Tenet, New England. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. He missed those three extra points. He missed those yeah. four kicks. Were three or four kicks he missed in the Tucker, opening game last year. Tucker, I would say Tucker inside forty. The guy just does it. You could almost say inside forty-five. The guy don't miss. He don't miss. No, he doesn't miss. That's how Prater used to be. Prater had an off season last yeah. year, and I think he's with him signing that one year with Arizona. I think I this is so. maybe going to be his last year. Yeah. But I mean, he holds the longest kick, sixty four. Yeah. Yes, it was in Denver. Well, Janikowski's well, kick was in Denver, yeah. but still, kick sixty four yarder. I don't care if you got altitude or not yeah. helping you out. That's an amazing feat. Yeah. If you look at it, if you think, if you do the math, he's standing pretty much at midfield, yeah. past midfield on the oppose on his own teams like. 45 yard line. Because if you think about it, it's a 10, it's a five yard end zone. Yeah. It's just incredible. I, I give credit to kickers, man. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Not bro, 65. One of my one of my friends is the uh on the, he was on the soccer team, and that's how they did it in high school football. Yeah. They they usually had one of the soccer players play kicker, and he's like, these this just it's so hard. Because yeah. I mean it's it, you're holding it, and I mean the way you gotta kick the ball down, it's it, you don't kick it like a soccer ball. You got you to kick it at the bottom, but it's like you use a different part of your foot. You have to just, put a, a lot of 
volume and impact. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it's it's so big it, in the like, plant. Like you gotta pop down on it and then kick it. You, it's not like, yeah. It's it's, it's hard to explain. It's I, tricky. Yeah. Watching it is incredible. It's just, I I just, it blows my mind. It's so, just one of those, one of those things in sports that just I could never do. Watching any field goal to win a game or anything like mm-hmm. that in slow motion is one of the greatest things. It is. The ball NFL Films does a great job of that. Yeah, no, they, it looks phenomenal when it's like that, bro. But um, I think that's all we have to say NFL news-wise, yeah. right? And then we'll be back for our second segment uh, right after this. All right, here, we're back here for our second and final segment for today. Probably back to the three-segment format starting next week is we will be able to have a guest on. Uh, the guest is to be determined. We have a couple people, uh, you know, options-wise, but we just don't know who's going to be free or not. But for our final segment, we're going to be continuing our second uh, ep- our second episode, uh-huh. if you want to say, of this new series with young players with Hall of Fame potential. We do have a theme for the first time this week, and it'll be wide receivers. We did pick um, a guy from the 2019 draft class. Each one of us did. Um, I'm going to take the lead, actually, on this one, if you don't mind. For my second player in this series, uh, there's a lot of guys to choose from. There's a lot of good, strong, young NFL wide receivers that are you know, barely getting into their fifth league or even younger. But this guy really stood out to me. He played his college ball at Old Miss. And no, his name isn't DK Metcalf. I'm going to be talking about Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown. He's going into his third season in the league out of Old Miss, as I also mentioned. I was taken by the Tennessee Titans in the no, second round, pardon me, uh, with the 51st overall pick in the 2019 draft. I mentioned that he played with current Seattle Seahawk DK Metcalf. So far in his two seasons in the league, he has 122 catches with just over 2,000 yards receiving and 19 touchdowns. He posted back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in his first two seasons in the league with an amazing rookie season of 1,052 yards with eight TDs. He's already averaging 71 yards per game in just 32 games in the league. In college, at Ole Miss, he had 189 catches for just shy of 3,000 yards and 19 touchdowns. So in his three years in college, he had 19 touchdowns. His first two years in the league, he's already got 19. Wow. That's amazing. Great sophomore season that really got him on the map. He had 75 catches for 1,252 yards and 11 touchdowns. In 2017, which was that great sophomore year for him, he won the Connor Lee Trophy, uh, which if you don't know about that, it goes to the best college player in the state of Mississippi. So it was a great honor for him. Uh, some other honors he won for the Rebels. He was a SEC All-First Team in both 2017 and 2018, which have been his sophomore and his junior season. Yeah. He went to Starkville High School in Starkville, Mississippi. So quite a surprising pickup for Ole Miss as uh, Starkville, if you don't know, that is where Mississippi State is. So they kind of have you know it's that in-state cross, rivalry. Cross rival. And so he went basically – he was in the rival's backyard, mm-hmm. and, and Ole Miss stole him. Uh, he played baseball as well as football. He was drafted by the San Diego Padres uh, with the 19th round selection before he uh, committed to Ole Miss, which did not allow him. He took the signing bonus that did not allow him to play college baseball at Ole Miss, but still played football. Uh, In his senior season in high school football-wise, he had 83 catches for 1,371 yards and 13 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He was the 66th, 66th best player in the 2015 or 2016 class in the recruiting rankings, and he was the fifth best wide receiver in that class. He played three seasons at Ole Miss before he got drafted to the NFL. Uh, I was just looking up some you know, analytical numbers on him. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he has a 90.1. They rate on a 0 to 100 scale, and he rates at 90.1 for 
for the 2020 season. Yeah. People think of this guy, I think, is already a wide receiver number one for fantasy terms. It helps a lot that he took a big step with Corey Davis dropping off a little bit. Corey Davis yeah. did have that great season, though, this year. Corey Davis now on the Jets, so hopefully A.J. Brown can really take that next leap up into that top 10 category. Mm-hmm. You know, Tannehill is a really good quarterback for him, I think. You know, obviously having Derrick Henry in the backfield, that helps a lot too. Um, I believe right now 55% would be the number I'd throw out for his Hall of Fame chances Mm -hmm. just because, you know, the numbers he's put up already. I mean, the guy's already got like almost 2,500 yards receiving in in 20 touchdowns basically in two seasons. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's going to go up if the Titans, you know, get to the glory and the promised land of a Super Bowl. They've been very close the past couple years. I think they have the pieces. It's just that. You know, Mahomes. I think teams. Are it, it's better. it's Mahomes. Yeah. If Mahomes wasn't in the AFC, you may have seen the Titans in the Super Bowl, or they may be one of those dark horse contenders. I think. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say on AJ Brown. I couldn't really find much personal on him. Yeah. Really wasn't. I didn't find the in depth stuff that I found on Josh Allen mm-hmm. that I did on on AJ Brown. I almost called him Metcalf there, yeah. but AJ Metcalf. AJ Metcalf. Yeah. DK Brown. Yeah, DK Brown. I mean, it's I, I like that they're both. From Ole Miss, DK Metcalf, AJ And I mean, I didn't know that until AJ Brown came into the league. No, I didn't I totally forgot. I totally forgot they played together. Yeah, no, and I, I saw a funny thing, it was like a meme like last week. It was like a it was a sign of AJ Brown in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was one of his friends had a sign that says AJ Brown vapes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. It's one of those funny um things. But I'm talking about another guy, the twenty nineteen draft class. Doesn't have the same touchdown numbers as um, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, no, not nearly. But this is a guy I've been a fan of since day one. I didn't know his name until he stepped in the league. I didn't know anything about him. But his rookie season put me hip. Last season, I, I was making the argument he was top ten. I would still make that argument. He did have a good season last year. That Scary whole team Terry. had a good season. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, one of my favorite players in the NFL. I. I'm probably gonna get McLaurin jersey. He's I just he's a beast. He's, he's different. Yeah, he's six foot two ten. Went to Ohio State. It's gonna be fun to watch him. I'm gonna yeah. stop you for a minute. It's gonna be fun to watch him with Curtis Samuel. Yeah, and, and they were and they were roommates. Were yeah, they were roommates freshman year. The the uh, it's kind of like that Odell Jarvis thing mm-hmm. reuniting. Yeah, reuniting. But I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, he was a third round pick, which surprised me. I mean, yeah. he there wasn't much coming out of him coming out of college. He's more of a slot receiver in yeah. college. I remember watching a lot of his games, but now he's really evolved his game. Curtis Samuel is probably going to be that slot guy now for the yeah. Washington football team, and McLaurin's the really Washington made Washington Yeah. Will we get a name? We will get a name. Not this year, though. Just Washington football team, man. Do you imagine if some team, other other team, you know, like another sport had to call themselves, like let's say, like let's say for some reason Detroit that Detroit. the Detroit Detroits, yeah. The Detroit Detroit basketball basketball team. team. Yeah, the Detroit basketball team for the Pistons. That would be that'd be stupid. Stupid. I mean, what what did Cleveland do for a baseball? They still they're still the Indians. They're gonna change their name though. Yeah, they are. I know. So they're just remaining the Indians. Yeah, they're not gonna be the Cleveland baseball. What is the Blackhawks remaining? I don't think that. I think they're changing that. I think they're changing them, but they're like in the process of changing them. So it's like a three or four year process. I don't find the Blackhawks offensive, but that's the thing. I'm not an eight. You're not an eight. Yeah, that's some people. People of that, you know, heritage yeah. think that's offensive. Yeah. You know, there's some things that we find offensive that other people don't. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I think the perspective's changed. Mm, is, yeah. is until now, I, I wouldn't have been like that's offensive. Now I understand like Yeah, you understand you, yeah. you you read the culture and you read the history of why it's offensive and you understand it and you try to, you know, you try to use your voice to try to sway others. 
in that same and way honestly, you're talking. Though, like with the Redskins, I was never – I never – I was just like the Washington Redskins as a football team. Yeah. I never was saying the Redskins to mean anything offensive. Yeah. So yeah. It's, 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 it's like weird And it now. goes back, I mean, two, three hundred years. Yeah. I mean, when this country was first being established. Yeah. And I mean, now, you know, I think – just even my eyes have been open to, you know, oh, they've been trying to change the names. From, our eyes have been opened a lot to a lot of things in the last yeah. 18 months. But I think that, I think with these name changes, I think like, I didn't realize how long people were pushing for these things mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah. Since the eighties, people were trying to get the Redskins name changed. Yeah. And it took them and 40 it, years almost. It took a long time. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of protests for a long time. And um, it's just, you know, it's odd, but Washington, Washington's, uh, they got a great receiver in the third round. Pick seventy six, maybe maybe one of the steals of that draft. Of third rounds, you you don't find many NFL starters in the third round. Didn't quite hit a thousand yards, rookie year nine hundred nineteen. He was close. He was close. Fifty three receptions, ninety eight targets, so a little over half or a little you know. Uh, but the quarterback play, half. yeah. Guy's been what five different quarterbacks probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's why I'm really high on Terry because if if you plug any quarterback in. There, He's still good, which means he's a good player. Fitzpatrick's, he's a great player. Fitzpatrick's throwing him the ball this year, potentially. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. But uh, I think this is going to be the season where we say Terry McLaurin is top 10. And I think he's top 10. He's in my top 10. But he's definitely going to be top 10. And he's going to be a guy I'm looking for fantasy wise. But uh, 14 games played. Spoiler games alert. Started. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I got to start that. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on. All right. Gotta put Dr in drafting the Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin before Alex gets the chance. <laughs> right. Except I'm going to reach for that, man. Uh, 14 games played. I had him last year, too, I believe, on my fantasy team. Terry McLaurin. Um, in one of my leagues. I think it might have been yours, though, mm -hmm. that I had him. But 14 games played, 14 games started rookie year, seven touchdowns, 15.8 yards per reception, and a catch percentage of 62.4%. I mean, even uh, A.J. Browns is only like 60%. And, and, and AJ Brown's, uh, I would hold AJ Brown at a little, a little bit higher standard than yeah. Terry McLaurin. Not by much. I think so. I think if I was making a list, I'd have AJ Brown around that eight spot, mm. and I'd have Terry McLaurin around that eleven ten. Yeah. I think I'd have him at the bottom of my ten, but I, I do consider him top ten. Keep in mind, he's had like a, the worst quarterback situation. Yeah. Like, it's, AJ it's, Brown's it's had two. AJ Brown's had one quarterback in his career. Yeah. McLaurin's it's, had like five. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to have a bad quarterback. Mm -hmm. It's another to have to learn a new quarterback and a new timing and a new, you know, over and over and over. And the best the best quarterback he has is co the comeback player in Alex Smith last year. Yeah. He only played a few games, but he was definitely the best quarterback he's seen the field with until I think Brian Fitzpatrick's going to be the best he's played with when it comes to, you know, next mm -hmm. season. Uh, but his QB uh, sitch has been wavy at best. 2020, he did break the 1,000 yard mark, 1,118 yards, 87 receptions on 134 targets, 15 games played, 15 games started, which kind of seems to be my theme so far is guys who have come in the league and played and started every game they've played mm -hmm. from day one. Darius Leonard being the same way last week. 12.9 yards per reception in year two. Catch percentage increased to 64.9, so 65% catch rate. And he had 30 rushing yards on two attempts. So he's a versatile guy, speedy guy. Mm -hmm. Total for his first two seasons, games played 29, games started 29, 145 receptions, 2,370 receiving yards, and 11 touchdowns. He's a little shy on the touchdowns, like you said, being closer to 10 and A.J. being closer to 20. Mm -hmm. Yardage-wise, they're in the same boat. 
reception-wise, I'm pretty sure they're pretty close. Well, for Washington's part, uh, Logan Thomas was catching a lot of touchdowns for them last year as well. Yeah. So, so when I just compared the two, he has about 30 more receptions or 20, 30 more receptions. Mm -hmm. He has less touchdowns, and he has about maybe 100 yards or 90, 80 yards less than <laughs> A.J. Brown in their two seasons. He reminds me of Reggie Wayne, weirdly. I think it's he's slimmer and quicker, but the way they stretch the field, which is why I think Reggie Wayne's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think if Terry gets some of these Super Bowls, he could be a Hall of Famer. When you look at Reggie Wayne, too, his rookie year, he only had 345 receiving yards. 716. So in Reggie Wayne's first two seasons, he didn't even crack 1,000 yards or get close. You have Terry McLaurin, who's, if you take the average of 2,000 or whatever, that's two 1,000-yard seasons, basically. I think if you take a look at guy. Terry, Terry is in this draft class. I think there was three receivers that are really good: DK, AJ Brown, and Terry. And I think they all have that Hall of Fame potential. I think that he is my favorite, and that's why I had to go with him. You take a look at DK Metcalf; he had 900 yards and then 1,303 this year. Similar numbers with both of them being in that 900 and then upping to that 1,000 and some change. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned AJ Brown. Um, but I think this is actually a very underrated wide receiver class in terms of those three. Oh, yeah, for sure. You take a look at, I think, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen came out in the same class. Mm -hmm. I think there's been classes like that. You take a look at last year's with everyone talking about Judy, Roy, Glam. Mm -hmm. You take a look at this year's with Smith, Waddle, Chase. Chase. Um, a Raven. lot of guys. Yeah. And then last year, Justin Jefferson came on the map. There's a lot of young receivers mm -hmm. who are just coming in and having insane seasons. I mean, guys were forgetting about that 19 class. Debo Samuel, yeah. Hollywood Brown, yeah. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry really hasn't had that come up yet. He had good games. He had good games. Obviously, he dealt with that injury in his rookie yeah. season. But definitely a lot of a lot of promise in that 2019 class. And uh, another guy, when you I mentioned A.J. Brown when I talked about him, and then he was teammates yeah. with D.K. Metcalf. They were right behind Elijah Moore. Or they were right – Elijah Moore was right behind them. Elijah Moore just got drafted this year as well. So maybe we're gonna be, you know, we always we always argue about who's DBU, you know. Yeah. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is one of those sneaky. I know they've only had three of them a wide receiver. You, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying Terry's one of the greatest receivers ever. Mm -hmm. I would never. No. Argue oh gosh, that. I'm not saying AJ Brown is yeah. either, but. But if he goes to a Super Bowl, or if uh, a Super Bowl contender, or Washington somehow gets these next pieces, because they're on the right track, mm -hmm. I think he could be one of the greatest in the young era. Mm -hmm. Uh. The thing about him is kind of like A.J. Brown. The awards so far are lackluster. Yeah. He only had an Indiana Mr. Football Award back in 2013, kind of like A.J. Brown had the Missouri Award. He had one in 2013 when he was at a Cathedral High School in Indianapolis. I feel like he's yet to get the recognition he deserves. Mm -hmm. Same with A.J. Brown. Same with – I think D.K. got it this year. But I think some of those guys, since they're so young, they haven't really got that recognition. But watch out for Scary Terry to make a push for the Hall of Fame. Right now, sadly, I'm only going a 35% chance Hall of Fame. He had two good seasons. He's going to need a better team. Like, Titans have been a contender yeah. both years. If he's somehow either they build around him and yeah. that young core. I mean, you look at that front seven that and they Washington has. They have Jace. They have Kerrigan. Ryan they have Chase. Debo, and they have the monster mm. defense. Yeah. I mean, that def that's sweat. I would say, sweat, I would say behind Tampa – Probably the scariest front seven in the league. Yeah, I would agree. Which is why if I think if they become a contender or if he ends up going to a contender later down the line, 
I think his chances improve right now. I'm just going to 35. Mm-hmm. Just because of the team he's on right yeah. now. Yeah, and totally. just because he hasn't got those awards. I think he definitely deserves to go to Pro Bowl. I mean, may, maybe not rookie year. Sneaky Pro Bowl. Yeah, he could have he okay. been those guys. could have been one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And so same with A.J. Brown could have been one of those guys last year. I think these are going to be the receivers we're talking about as, like you're saying, the Devontae Adams and those type of guys and the Stephon Diggs and the Hopkins. But, um, I mean, as of now – I think he's 35. You gave A.J. Brown a 65% chance. I think that's accurate. 55, yeah, 60. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's been on the better team. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think I would give D.K. at this point around the same, 60, 65%. Mm-hmm. That's really all i got to say about this. You know, it's fun. Next week, I think, if you're cool with this, theme for the thing, I think we should do Alabama players. Oh, okay. Within the first Young season. Alabama players? Young right. Alabama players we could – It's a lot to choose from. Yeah. Alabama's definitely uh, – Nick Saban definitely has himself an NFL factor down there yeah. in Tuscaloosa. And I think it would be interesting to compare one of the best college programs, see who we think this is one of the favorite. greatest. Yeah. This is one of the greatest young Alabama yeah. players right now. It's less than five years. Now. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, they get – I'd say they probably get anywhere between eight to ten guys drafted yeah. every year. I mean, which, which just off the top of my year. head. Bar or Lion Barmore's a rookie, but yeah. you look at the class they had this year. Waddle, Barmore, Jones, Smith, Smith Heisman Trophy. Take a look at last year. Last year, Judy. Yeah. Tua. Tua. I mean Exactly. I mean Tua, yeah, Tua and Judy didn't have the greatest season last year, but we go back, you know, two or three years. Yeah. Rugs. Rugs. We'll we'll find some guys. Don't worry. And even if I'm saying if you we, we already maybe are forgetting some of those guys in their sixth seasons. That's the Calvin limit. Ridley. Yeah. Guys like that. Calvin Ridley. I Monster season last year, Pro Bowl, right? Didn't he? He should. If he didn't yeah. make Pro Bowl, he should have been. Yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson got snubbed. I think he's my biggest Pro Bowl snub. But Alabama wise, I think we should do that for the team right. next next week, and then one of the greatest college uh, football coaches around right now is uh, I don't know if you hear Duke's Duke's basketball coach, Coach K, oh, calling yeah. it quits after this wow. year. Yeah. So you know, you you think about that, and you put that in terms of football. You think, okay, the first thing I thought about was Saban. You know, Saban, the they're in that age range, and you know football. That that's a high stress job, you know. Yeah. It's the it's, it's a it's a year. Level. It's a three sixty five job. Yeah. It's a it's a twenty four seven three six five. Because yeah. you're either coaching, you're film prep, you're recruiting. If you're a college coach, it's a lot. And Nick Saban takes his job serious. You can tell by the by the. You can tell by the standards he high he holds his players in. They lose a game forty five to ten. And he's running off the field, and he's still angry about something that happened in the last minute of that game. The third or fourth stringers, the guys that don't see the field, are making mistakes, and they're going to fix that in the film room. They're going to fix that on the yeah. practice field, and that's what makes – I don't like him. I've never been like the Alabama football program. They just – they win too much for me. I, I, I don't like dynasties, trust yeah. me. It's it, That's why I don't like the Patriots. I never liked Alabama. I'm not Alabama, a Duke, I'm not a Duke or a Kansas basketball fan. I've never been a Yankee fan in my life. Yeah, no, but it's just – it's the dynasty. dynasty. It's the dynasty. But we got a lot lot going on this week. We had a lot happen. We got a lot going on next week as well. I mentioned at the beginning of the show we're going to try to get a guest on, yeah. whether it's, you know, we have two or three options out there on the yeah. table. We'll talk about Alabama, you know, young players yeah. with Hall of Fame potential. Obviously, those standards are 60 year and below. Yep. And then we will definitely have some more NFL news and notes for you guys. So uh, don't, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, as always, for listening, guys. Uh, shorter episode and a little bit of a later episode. So, We hope you'll be able to listen to it whenever you get a chance to, and have a good week, guys.